Welcome to the Benches Cleared podcast, where we cover the best rivalry in sports. I'm Tyler Coe, covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, who went 4-2 last week. And I'm Jesse Gutierrez. I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants, who just went 3-2 and two last week. That's almost as good as 4-2. and two. <laughs> Almost. It? Almost. Yeah, I think so. But uh, especially seeing how this week went, it could have went way worse because the Cubs series was fucking terrible. I remember saying on last week's podcast how, oh, it's not the end of the world if we lose the uh, series, but we just can't get swept. We fucking got swept. And I was going to come on here upset. You know, I queued up. Usher, you got it bad. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is coming to an end. And I was so upset, especially because I was thinking, you know, they got to get the split from the A's. But they ended up doing a, a, a mini sweep of the A's. And if you think about it, I said it wasn't the end of the world. If they lost the series and they split from the A's, they just needed a sweep. Arizona, which is definitely possible in a two-game series, and then they play the Padres. I kept on saying, we're coming, we're coming. Right now, I feel like we're that friend that lags, and we're like, no, wait for me, we're coming. I'm, I'm putting my shoes on, and people are sick of my shit, and they're walking out the door. That's what's happening right now. They still have a chance to hurry up and put their fucking shoes on and get out the door and <laughs> be with everybody else, but they need to shape up, win some fucking ball games. Tyler Beatty, which the, we are recording during the Dodger and Giant game again, um, right now, it's the top of the third. Tyler Beatty's throwing, and he looks all right, still missing a lot of his pitches. If he gets on a roll, the stars get on a roll, you know, the young stars, that is, then we have a shot because the offense has been uh, doing pretty well except for that one game against the Cubs. I just want to talk about how Longo, fuck, dude. Last year, I would have said how it was just a bad move. And still, I mean, technically with the contract, it can you're kind of back and forth how he's been producing this year. This year, he's a true... Number four in that lineup right now because he's just smashing. Um, probably going to get to 20 home runs. Average is getting back up there. He's getting up to 60 ribeyes, which, you know, he's out for a couple weeks. And seeming how – I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but for a Giants team, 60 ribeyes with 17 bombs with still a month and a half left to go is a huge improvement, especially to where they were last year. Slater's killing the ball. Yaz kind of looked really lost in that, uh, that A series but did really well in the Cubs series. You know, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about Logan Webb this week. Only went four and I think it was two-thirds. Pretty much gave up the same thing as Tyler Beatty, four runs. Tyler Beatty only went four innings. I know it's just a little bit different, but the eye test is so important because when you look at Tyler Beatty's game against the Cubs, you can see he's he looks like a different pitcher from one half of the at-bat to the second half of the at-bat. The first half of the at-bat, he looks great, gets 0-2, and then he'll miss easy takes for them. So it just goes two and two, and then he can't fucking locate for shit when, when pressure is on. It's such a long half inning and so dreary because you're just like, oh my God, throw her in the freaking strike zone. And then when he finally makes a good pitch, someone fouls it off. It's so devastating. But when Logan Webb goes out there, you know, it, it didn't go his way, but it was, I feel like the sat line didn't exactly tell the story because yes, he gave up a couple solo bombs. Everyone's hitting bombs, but it seemed like it didn't get to him that much, man. A lot of those hits were kind of just like blue pits. He wasn't really getting really hit hard. I feel like real real positive stuff and really excited to look forward to this week. Interesting that you say that about Logan Webb when you're just saying, he had a better start than Dustin May. His first start. Uh, Check how did, Major League debuts. How, Check did, Major League debuts. how did his second game fare to Not Dustin May's second game? Well, what's the stats? Uh, Dustin Probably May better did, than <laughs> Dustin May did much better. I don't have <laughs> yes, it right in front of exactly, me. Exactly. Yeah. But Dustin May did yeah. much no, better. I, Speaking I of Dustin it. May, hey, we, we are watching it. the game live like we said. Dustin May, eight pitch first inning. 
That's great. Looking good? Yeah, I'll wear it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm not going to bitch like you did. Like, oh my God, it was really better. It, it was I mean, better. So yeah, in his, his, his second... His second start was better. I feel, though, like when they would send down Derek Rodriguez or send down Tyler Beatty after a, a shitty start, it'd be like, yeah, they need to work on shit. Right now, he's not being sent down, and I'm, I'm really excited to see his next start. So, I don't know. I, I'm really into it. And he, and he was also facing a freaking super hot A's team that just swept the Yankees the Yankees and, and won the series against the Astros. So, you can't win them all. And something, sometimes things don't go your way. It got to him a little bit. Yeah. Is, is what it is. Yeah, it is. So he's is. still a 22-year-old pitcher that... Dustin Mays younger and better. Take that sideshow Bob <laughs> ass out of here, okay? I don't want to hear that. It's not going to stick. The sideshow Bob thing's not going to stick. Gonna I just stick. want you to know. The motherfucker looks like sideshow Bob with that hair. He doesn't. He does. You sound, you sound really upset. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. I'm yelling. He doesn't. All right. Anyway. It's just because I'm right. <laughs> it's just... Anyways, the Dodgers went four and two last week. You know, in last week's podcast, I said we definitely had to take four out of six, and we did. Not the way I would have liked. It would have been nice to win both series, but I'll take a sweep and, you know, winning one game against the Yankees. It is what it is. The bats kind of fell silent after game one against Toronto, and that was kind of disheartening, but I'm not necessarily worried. I think they're they're going to be okay. We got... The Padres this week, we have the Diamondbacks this week. All those games are on the road, so on that road trip, you know, we're playing teams that are not that great. So again, it would be nice to win five out of seven, but we'll see how it goes. And what's interesting is the Giants are also playing the Diamondbacks and the Padres this week. So it'll be interesting to see how we match up record-wise against both those teams. I mean, I'm predicting the Dodgers are going to do much better. Oh, I'll take that bet all day. Because okay. they, well, because... They play the the Diamondbacks always well. It doesn't matter what the fuck's going on. The Padres play the Giants very well. It doesn't matter how good each teams are. But Tatis is down. I feel like they're kind of already waving waving the white flag. So I, I feel I feel pretty confident they'll have either close to the. I, I'm gonna say the same. At least the same. I might even say they'll go better. Fuck you. Okay. I'll take that bet. Whether they'll do the same or better, you said better. I, now, now yeah. you're trying to. Well, now it. you're now saying you're now to you're saying they're well, better. Here's the thing: I wanted to take that bet and I wanted to say even, but I feel like a bitch just saying, "Oh, they're gonna do even." No, fuck that. They're gonna do better. But I'm gonna take your bet on. So if they and I'll take it, your bet. So no, 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 now no, they're no. canceling out. That's See, not. Now, I don't think you understand how betting up. works. Now you're backing up. Now you're kind of bitching out. Okay, that's fine. We're not gonna bet because you're bitching out. That, that's how the record's gonna reflect. Oh, Corey Seager, single. Because he's a bitch. Can you can't hit a double? Moving on. Combined no-nos. There was almost a combined no-no. I think it was by by the Rays or something. Combined no-nos aren't no hitters. Let's just stop this here. I hate this whole thing. If a starting pitcher's throwing a no fucking hitter, leave him the fuck in. A combined no hitter does fucking nothing for me. Okay? It ain't special. It ain't shit. It's like, oh, that's a good win. The bullpen's doing great. Whatever. It's not special history. Fucking erase that shit. It's not a no-hitter unless one pitcher's doing it. I don't want to hear about it. Agreed. Don't at me. That's what I'm saying. MLB, don't at me. Stop, stop sending me shit. Oh, combine no-no into the seventh. I don't give a fuck, bitch. No. Combine no-no is a good team win. Exactly. A combined yeah. no hitter. I'm not saying it's like nothing, but yeah. it's not history. A combined don't, no don't hitter is when multiple pitchers just don't give up hits. That's yeah. what you have to call it. You can't call it a comp- a no hitter. But like, get like out of here with that. Like we shit. said, that's a good team win. Bullpen doing their job, starting pitching doing their job. That is solid. Good, good for you. But MLB, stop hitting me up for that shit. Okay, just like when Shohei uh, Otani, every single time that guy fucking farted, I got a freaking update. All right, I don't want to like, and that that makes me hate him, and I don't want to. He seems like a nice guy, but I don't want to hear every single time he gets a single. Yeah, yeah. 
But also, I mean, how many times has it been? And I think this happened in the Dodgers combined no hitter in Mexico yeah, last year. I hear about that shit. Some people didn't even know. Some yeah. players in the dugout were completely <laughs> unaware yeah. of the situation. Don't be celebrating on the f- field either. Y- you please. know why? Because no one gives a shit. Yeah. That's why. It's just like, hey, solid win. Let's shake hands, slap ass, and get the fuck out of here. That's you know right. What I'm Absolutely. Oh, That's- Will Smith, sack fly. Dodgers up one to oh. Never mind. They didn't tag. Yeah, because you was a bitch. Cody Bellinger's slow as fuck. One thing I also wanted to talk about with when we're talking about the Yankees and Dodgers, I'm so fucking glad it's over. Did was, not live up to the it hype. It was it was it was a no win situation for me personally because a I never want the Dodgers to win a game ever. So if the Dodgers lose, that means the Yankees sweep, and we got to hear how the American League is so much fucking better. They're not better, like we said last week. They're lopsided. I don't want to fucking hear that anymore. It would be the worst thing in the world if that was a World Series preview. Like I said on my side, it's Dodgers win the World Series. That sucks. The world should end. And B, if they lose and the Yankees win, we got to hear 28 rings. Like, we got to hear that shit yeah. all the time. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? And we got to hear the, a- the AL. Some- I just, that would be the worst nightmare. I would protest baseball for, for the six months that the season's off, and then that will be it. That's why, from a Dodgers perspective, <laughs> it's you can't lose. Because if it's the Yankees and we win, you gotta hear that we shit. get to oh, shove yeah. it down their throats. Because I hate the Yankees, and I'm so sick of hearing 27 rings. We get it. Also, if we end up playing the Astros, if that ends up being a World Series rematch, then hopefully we'll be able to take some revenge and actually win the series and, you know, kind of put oh, that no, to yeah. rest. That's, if the Yankees and Dodgers series happens, then, yeah, I'm going to fucking hate my life. But if it's anybody else, then I'm a temporary whatever fan. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, typical Giants Fairweather fan. I oh, get it. Oh I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry. Are you telling me in 2014 you weren't a temporary Royals fan rooting for the Royals in the World Series? Oh, absolutely not. You weren't? No. You were rooting for the Giants? No. Then who were you, you I was, watching? No, my, my, what I was rooting for is both teams' planes crash into one another <laughs> in the air, and both teams Stupid cease to fuck. exist, and the no. World Series gets canceled. No, I, yeah. I have two favorite teams. It's the Giants and whoever's playing the Dodgers. Except if it's the Yankees, then fuck the Yankees. And I, I have one favorite team, and it's the Dodgers. No compromise. That's because you's a bitch. Moving on to some polls. We asked you guys what you guys thought of the players' weekend jerseys. And holy shit. <laughs> you guys weren't playing around. 67% said they were trash. 17 said not bad. And 16% said fire. And looking through the mentions, and Sean Wong at Shawnee Wani said, wait, I thought that meant it, toss it in the fire. So uh, some of that fire isn't even real. Anyone that voted that it was fire should be fired from whatever job they have because they are an incompetent moron. That was a little much, I think. I I do not back I do not back off my statement (laughs) at all. I don't think that they were fire, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't think they were that bad. Like honestly, that's because you guys had the black jerseys, which weren't as bad. Here's the thing: I don't even think the whites were that. I mean, that's. They were bad. I thought they were pretty. They're all right. I mean, like, yeah, with the white hats and everything white, maybe it looked a little funky. But if you just saw that white with the gray on it on a shop, you might like, oh, that's 200 bucks. So I'm not going to buy it. But it's not that bad. How dumb of it was Major League Baseball. How dumb are they that they put out these uniforms where, you know, we're supposed to show off players individuality and all this stuff. And every team, every home team's wearing white. Every away team's wearing black. You don't have the team color scheme. And also spy. They all the pitchers had to wear black hats if they're wearing a white <laughs> uniform, so people could pick up the ball. I mean, what idiot didn't see that? What Jesus oversight? God. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. You're going you're going to me. I'll be honest with you. Um, also, do you would you would you buy one? 
Like what no, would, no. I'm sorry. If if you were to buy one, what would be the the player's name that you would want? Did you, is there a certain name that you thought that was the best? No, not. I, let's I, say last year. Okay, so where has the the decent ones? And if, if since you can't get your mind off how shitty they looked. Oh yeah, last year I would have got a D Mountain jersey. For me, I I really want a Tony Watson's Tone Ranger from the breakup. Lose yourself. Take your chances when I lose. Yeah, you know, that's hilarious. I, I, I don't it's know that hilarious. at all. You never seen that movie, The Breakup? No. Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston. I watch good movies. Oh my! Oh, are you one of those guys? I'm one like, of those any, guys. Like any time, like someone does a movie, like like you hate movies that are universally loved. What do you think of Forrest Gump? Horrible piece of <laughs> shit. I knew it. You fight your your hipster. I'm, right? I'm just kidding. You're I such love, a I love you're that such movie. a piece of shit. I love that no. Movie. You don't. So I'm trying to I'm trying to defend Ask yourself. Me, okay, we're getting off you're topic here, but pull time, Giants side. We asked you guys, what should the Giants do with Mabum this offseason? 47% of you guys said sign a low AAV long-term contract, which I'm pretty sure he ain't going to go for. 20% of you guys said sign a high AAV short-term contract. And 33% of you guys said let him go for a draft pick. Well, those people who said that either are either Dodger fans or <laughs> Giant fans that don't understand they don't have fucking starting pitching right now. They need him. And you know what? Everyone talks about how they want players to be loyal to the teams because yada, yada, yada. Well, then you got to be loyal to your guys. They win you something, you pay them the fuck up, okay? I don't mind that we have Belt over at first. I mean, yeah, maybe lesser his role because of what, what he's been doing at the plate. But I don't mind that contract. I don't mind the Brandon Crawford contract because they brought so much. You need to take care of your fucking guys. That's how I feel about it. If you if you want your players to be loyal, you got to be loyal to your players. Fuck that. Of course. If you want the organization to have faith in you, then you're going to have to have faith in the organization that they're going to pay you. But it has to be, all that stuff has to be reciprocated. And anyone who suggested he sign a low AAV long-term deal is a idiot because there's no way that would no, ever happen. He, he already had that. He yeah. already signed an extension. Yeah. He's making $9 million a year being an ace. Yeah. In a dream world, of course that would happen. But no, he's going to want something similar to Kershaw's Three-year, $90 million. Yeah, he, should get, he should get even four years, dude. Any Giants fan who thinks they should let him go either, idiot. Yeah, he's the best player ridiculous. you guys have. Yeah. You, you, you Without guys, a doubt. Not only that, it's not like he's sucking right. He's 30 years old. He's not 35. Okay? And I feel like he's not a high-velocity guy. His shit's not going to start tailing, in my opinion. Maybe towards the like last one or two years. But put him at the number five guy. He'll be fine there. Yeah, but that's what you have to do. If exactly. you want those underpaid, prime years. He's going to be overpaid. That's if, just the way it is. If you want those prime years, you're going to have to pay for him and then deal with the years where he's falling off. That's exactly. just how it works. Poll time for the Dodgers. We asked, should Kenley Jansen be removed from the closer role? 43% of people said yes. 57% of people said no. And this one's kind of a tough one for me because in those moments where he's blowing saves or like yesterday, Sunday evening's game against the Yankees, where he loads the bases in the bottom of the ninth, I want to say absolutely yes, get him out of there. I don't want to have to deal with it. Then I kind of come down. I think, okay, maybe <laughs> he just needs, you know, low leverage situations, kind of like Joe Kelly to get him back in the saddle. You're being you're being the abusive husband right now, where you get angry and you smack her around, and then you're like, I'm sorry. And then like, I, I don't feel, get why you make me hit yeah, you. That's what you I, sound like. Absolutely. Right it, hey, <laughs> the proof's in the pudding. It's his fault. He's the one that makes me angry. But... You know, in terms of treating him like Joe Kelly with a low leverage situation to kind of get his confidence up, maybe that would help. Or maybe Joe Kelly becomes the closer. And I know any Dodger fan would have thought that that is crazy two months ago. But Joe Kelly has been pitching very well. 
And I would certainly trust him more than Kenley Jansen in a high-leverage situation, especially going in the playoffs, especially given what Joe Kelly did last year in the playoffs. I think he thrives on that high-stress situation. So it'll be interesting to see if Kenley keeps blowing games down the stretch, it might be time to remove him from that role. So we'll have to see what happens. And please welcome a very special guest to the Benches Cleared podcast. We have Brooke Smith, who is the senior editor of Dodger Nation and co-host of Blue Heaven Podcast. How do you feel about the offensive drought after you know pouring it on in the first game versus Toronto, and then the last five games, the bats have just kind of fallen silent? Acted like the Giants for the past five years, if you want to say it, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we're at a really weird point, uh, I think just this season overall, where, you know, we're not used to having the luxury of a high-powered offense. That's never been something that the Dodgers have had, or it hasn't been for a long time. Um, so, you know, you get a little, you know, you get a little, you know, selfish with it. You get a little foiled by the fact that, you know, the Dodgers are putting up 10, 12 runs at a time some games, and then... All of a sudden, three-game series, you put up just a few runs, and you lose two ball games, and you're like, all right, well, what's happening now? Especially against the, I mean, let's face it, the Yankees starting rotation isn't exactly the best in baseball. Right. So when you're looking at that, and you're saying, all right, you only put up a couple runs against those guys, it's pretty disappointing, um, especially when you start off Sunday on the first pitch of the game with a home run from Jock. You're thinking, all right, we got this handled. We're just going to be a high-scoring game. Not one more run the rest of the game from the Dodgers. But, you know, it's that time of the year where, you know, teams start to fall a little flat sometimes, and I think we're seeing that happen with the bats. I think they're getting a little worn down a little bit. Um, We do have some young guys that are going to be showing up in the next week um, that can inject some youth for us, give our veterans some rest. So in terms of uh, how worried I am, I'm not necessarily worried about the offense, but it did suck, you know, that it happened to happen on a national stage against the Yankees. Right, and it's such a highly anticipated series. And it it just kind of felt like it was spoiled, not only by the score, but by those horrendous uniforms as well. I know everyone's kind of talking about it. And normally, I feel like I wouldn't harp on something that's maybe not such a big deal. But, I mean, what did you think of those uniforms? Because everyone's talking about how they wanted the classic pinstripes versus the classic Dodger uniforms. And normally, I wouldn't care. But those player weekend uniforms were bad. Compared to last year where, you know, every team had their own color scheme right. and this year just kind of going black and white, I thought it was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of the Players Weekend in general. You know, with uniform policies and stuff, they're so strict on stuff with players. And to a to an, ex, to an extent, I definitely understand it. But I thought they went a bad direction this year, and I think that's probably putting it lightly. Uh, and I think from what I can tell, I think probably like 98% of fans of baseball probably agreed with it. There was a small... You know, population that thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, and, you know, I, second, I think I'm a little bit on okay. that percent. I don't think they were that bad. Right. Right. I think some fans went in a little hard on it. I didn't want to make a judgment until I saw it in person. But when I was at the game on Sunday, I uh, I was looking at it. And, uh, you know, field level kind of looked okay. It didn't look too bad to me. You know, this is what they chose. I think about color rushes for NFL, you know, same type of deal where right. maybe they didn't necessarily want to wear those colors, but that's what they got stuck with. So that kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Um, you know, up up at, like, the top deck of Dodger Stadium, and I was walking around up there, I was like, ah, uh, that's if, – if I didn't know that the umpires were wearing blue today, I would have thought that was an umpire down on the field. <laughs> and it's kind of funny how, you, like, LeMahieu was standing in the box, and I thought the umpire was, like, kicking dirt in the box. So I was like, what's happening right now? I was like, oh. <laughs> Yankee, that uh, makes sense. It's a little strange, um, 
But I think the biggest disappointment for me was that this is like the one time a year that the players get to showcase their personalities and really who they are. And, you know, some guys don't do anything with it, and that's just who they are because they don't have any personalities, and that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, I think about guys like Kike Hernandez who probably wanted to go, you know, buck wild with it and just go nuts, and, you know, he didn't get the opportunity to. So he took his own little jazz at Major League Baseball by covering his helmet and prime tire, you know. And he kind of saw stuff like that with a couple of guys across baseball. But I think – it would have been more well-received with Dodger fans if it didn't happen during this series. Yeah, I think other I agree. than that, they probably would have been <laughs> fine with it. But people wanted to see the, you know, the Yankees, they're not going to play their pinstripes in an away game, obviously, but, you know, those are two pretty historic uniforms, and it's not every day the Yankees come to Dodger Stadium, so yeah, you absolutely. Really want to see them in their pajamas out there. <laughs> right. And, you know, the thing about players not being able to go buck wild with it, Rich Hill is hurt, but I was really bummed that D Mountain didn't come back. D Mountain didn't make an appearance on the Players what, Weekend jerseys. Is this edited? Why can't you say the word "dick"? I I don't know, <laughs> but I'm I'm assuming Major League Baseball would probably said no to D Mountain again. No, because D- Alex Dickerson wanted Dick, and they told him no. But what's what's his face from the Orioles got Dick? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a huge thing, huh? I didn't hear about yeah, that. I think Rich Hill just wanted to go with his foundation for the year. I'm not really sure the backstory on. You know, if he tried to go for D Mountain, then they were just like, "No, nope, we've been on Twitter. We know what's going on. <laughs> we know what that so, means." I mean, it, it could have been a combination of both. You know, some, I'm sure Major League Baseball has people looking out for stuff like that all the time. And like, yeah. yeah, that's a little wild. We're gonna stay away from that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, what's funny is the first thing I thought of when I saw them on the field was they looked like ice cream men or milkmen or you know, just <laughs> something kind of ridiculous. But I did think the white helmets were kind of neat. But did anyone else notice that the logo, the LA logo, was blue on some and silver on some helmets? Yeah, it's like they kind of like ran out of, I don't know if they like ran out of patches or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because I was just like, oh crap, we need some more. Right. I mean, but then, you know, you got guys like Kike and Peterson just smearing pine tar all over it anyway, so I guess it doesn't necessarily matter. Well, the Dodgers going to Arizona later this weekend, but the little issue that happened with Archie Bradley last time they're in L.A., do you think there's going to be any sort of, you know, retaliation, some sort of real dust-up that happens, you know, that you think they're going to throw at him? or? Yeah. So, I mean, listen, the, the Diamondbacks are, what, they're like 20, 21 and a half games back now? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really have anything to lose at this point. And right. you still got a pretty decent amount of games left in the season. you got to break people out to the ballpark, so... I mean, just from a Diamondbacks perspective, if I'm Archie Bradley, I'm throwing at Asia Pollock. I don't care. I'm, you know, I'm bringing people to see. I think you'd rather, uh, you'd probably rather throw out like Verdugo. Oh, is Verdugo still out? Yeah, he's still hurt. Oh, okay. Three without, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's going to throw at some. If I were him, honestly, I would. Because, I mean, <laughs> as it is, the diamond, the Diamondbacks aren't bringing out, a, you know, fans by the dozens even. I think they're giving away $5 baseline tickets right now. Jeez. So, yeah. I mean, that's one way to do it, right? You yeah. You know there's a rivalry, uh, tech, you know, a rivalry, quote-unquote. Right. Um, <laughs> that's a good way to get fans work. out if they think something's going to happen. Yeah, well, what I'm, mo- what I'm most concerned about is if they throw at A.J. Pollock, fine. I'm just very scared of them throwing at Justin Turner and, you know, getting right. one in on the hands or throwing at Cody and... So if they throw at AJ Pollock, I mean he would probably be the candidate that I would be okay with them throwing at. But you know, just hoping it's not Turner or Belly, Muncie, anyone like yeah. that. Throw at one of our lesser guys. Yeah. You know, so if it, you know, if we get into it, 
later in the year, so it's some of our September call-ups. Don't those guys. And the yeah. Dodgers don't really have anything to lose either, because like you said, they're like 20 up on everybody. So, I mean, say yeah, you give up yeah. one fucking run, like, just to, like, put them in their place a little bit. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not for, like, head-hunting. Like, that's what that's a, that's a line needs to be drawn. Right. But, like, you could throw 100 miles an hour to the ass, let them know what's going on, and... You know, that's how baseball governs itself, and I love that shit. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think baseball's taken an interesting turn over the past couple of years where people suddenly think it's not okay to throw at people, Damn. and, you know, I've always been against that. Like, I, I so I'm 100% all for bat flipping. Like, I'm all about it. Oh, yeah. You get a pitcher, you celebrate it. I don't care. That's on you. You celebrate it. 100%. You it? Go ahead. You get drilled. You get drilled. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, yeah. I'm I'm 100 percent okay with baseball. You know, policing itself like that. As long as they're not throwing at somebody's head, like you said, I don't care. You yeah, exactly. Play, if you can't, you if know, you can't, them up in the back. Put it right there. Exactly. You can't locate. You can't not hit someone in the head. Yeah, and then yeah, maybe you aren't the candidate to hit somebody. Right. But like, right. and you know, exactly. there's I, I don't mind bat flipping. I think it's you know good in the in the right situations. I think it's kind of stupid. If you're down 10 and you hit a solo dinger, like, you just, I mean, not that, like, I'm yeah. against it, but you just look fucking stupid. No, yeah, there's definitely a wrong time to bat flip. Yeah. And, and uh, I've seen it a couple times this year where you're like, dude, you're down 10, yes. you're 19 games out of the division. I don't think you exactly. can anymore. Yeah, well, even, like, when, when we walked off against the Angels, when Jock hit that home run, I mean, that thing cleared the wall by a foot, maybe. And I mean, he bat flips, turns to the dugout, and saying like, "I got it." And right. then the Count ball, yeah, the ball barely made it over the wall. Sure, you got it. Yeah, and it's like, just think of how dumb he would have felt if that ball hits the wall and he has, you know, a three hundred ninety-five foot single. Right, the longest single of the year. Yeah, and right. Now he's not in scoring position. <laughs> right, just doing the the Manny Machado pimp single, you know. <laughs> we yeah. bat flip on everything. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> You know, I've been seeing in the news lately that the Dodgers may not be opposed to bringing Gavin Lux up for September. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I think they're going to, I mean, realistically, they're probably going to treat it a lot like they treated Corey Seager, you know, back in the day, a couple years ago, when he got his first taste of Major League action and actually stuck around after that, surprisingly. It is like a very, just the way they've treated Gavin Lux so far, it does seem to be like a very similar career path to what they gave to Corey Seager. Obviously, Corey Seager had a couple different things happen to him along the way, but I think they're going to give him a look. I think them calling him up in September isn't a it's not one of those like hey we just want to see how you're going to shape up next year type of things we want to see how you handle you know the big leagues for your first month and then you know you'll come to spring camp and you'll maybe break the team next year who knows I think this is an actual look at him like hey we need offense we need a second baseman because we don't have that um, right and we need some we need <clears throat> some production and if, if this guy can provide that even even if it's off the bench even if it is I think they will take a look at him because, I mean, if you look at his 2019 numbers, I mean, 25 home runs in like 110 games or something like that. He's hitting, you know, close to 350, if not over 350 between, you know, double A, triple A. And I think now he's getting pretty close to spending more time at triple A than double A this year. I think it's pretty close, like within 10 games. Right. And I mean, ever since. It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. And ever since he got called up to triple A, I mean, he's just been killing the ball. I was reading this morning. His slugging percentages, 
close to 750 in 40 right. some odd games in AAA. I was just gonna say he has like a 1200 OPS at at AAA as opposed to like a you know 900 OPS in AA for the whole year. So it's almost like that call up was like him like oh hell yeah I'm getting closer to the big league. Right, I can almost smell it. He's, yeah, he's tearing up pitching. Yeah. Tell me why AAA uses the major league ball but AA doesn't. <laughs> like that's I mean I mean yeah, obviously I, he's probably still mashing. Like I'm not obviously if he's doing it at all levels. I if mean, you want the major league ball to be something. And you, you want to break it down to AAA? Why wouldn't you do it at AA too? It doesn't make sense, and that's why you're seeing that really strange gap this year in AA and AAA numbers, or you know anything under AAA. You're seeing a pretty yeah. weird gap in power numbers, especially. I don't quite know why they haven't done it. I know they were pretty skeptical about bringing it to AAA, anyways, um, just because pe- they knew people were going to be like, "Oh hell yeah, this ball is juiced for sure." <laughs> like yeah. they, I mean, they knew it was going to happen. They knew that fans are going to realize that. Triple A home runs were up three hundred and fifty percent from last year, or something like something crazy like that. They knew that was going to happen, and you know they did it anyways. And so, you know, I expect pretty much all levels that are going to have the major league baseball at some point. It just makes sense um, if you're playing with that ball anyways. Then what's the point of using a lesser ball or, or you know, quote unquote lesser ball? I think pitchers would have something different to say about it, but maybe it's just a test market. Who knows? Because I went to the game on Thursday against Toronto, and I caught a couple home runs in batting practice. And just between those two balls, you could tell one was a brand new ball. The other one was mud rub. You know, probably been around for a while. The seams on the new ball were so much higher. It was unbelievable. Right. And, you know, I, I don't yeah, think I they mean, can make this argument anymore ball. that there's no there's no difference between the balls. It's pretty much been debunked by everyone at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know it's bad when we heard the, the big-name pitchers kind of complain about it at first, and that's kind of all we really heard. You know, Verlander had something to say about it. Kershaw had a little bit to say about it. He didn't want to say too much, I don't think. But everybody has something to say about it. And then all of a sudden, hitters were like, oh, yeah, there's something way different about this ball. Like, you know, you know, there's no reason a pop-up to center field should fly 50 feet beyond the fence. Like, you know, you, when you see players throwing down their bats in disgust and then a ball <laughs> flying out of the park, like flying out of yeah, the park. Four, four rows back. Flying out. Yeah, you're like, okay, this is different. Like, this is different than what these guys have been used to their entire careers, and that's why they can't judge the fly ball yet. You know, Aaron Judge, and he's a big, strong, powerful dude, but that guy, dude, when he's hitting some of these balls, I'm like, that's not human. Like, so no one should be able to do that. And, uh, you know, he's getting a little boost from those balls, but, you know, I don't want to take too much away from him. He's a giant of a human. Like, he's just huge. Yeah, I mean, even one of the home runs he hit in the series against L.A. kind of just looked like it was going to be a fly ball, and then it just kept carrying and carrying and carrying and went five rows deep. Yeah, when he hit that, you know, hanging curveball off the Kershaw even, at first, the way, you know, they slow it down on the replay, and the way it comes off his bat, if you're just looking at the angle of it, you're like, yeah, that's probably a long fly ball, but that's probably staying in. And then you look at where it landed, and you're like, holy hell, that thing was way out of here. It's pretty nuts. I'm just waiting for Major League Baseball. It'll probably be next year to be like, okay, they're different. We goofed. It is what it is. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you guys love home runs. Yeah. You know, as far as October is concerned, with David Fries and Alex Verdugo potentially coming back, do you think there's room for Matt Beatty? Do you think there's room for Jed Jerko? A lot of us, uh, you know, Dodger fans just in general, but across Twitter, across bloggers, everybody has been kind of talking about this right now, where, again, we're at a weird place where we've never had this surplus of talent to take into a playoff roster. Now, especially when you consider, you know, some of those younger guys coming up for September, 
you know, Dustin May also in the mix, Tony Gonsolin also in the mix, mm-hmm. guys coming back from rehab assignments, you know, Dylan Floro, Rich Hill, all these guys coming back, and you're now suddenly you're looking at it, and you're like, I got to make a 25 man roster out of 35 different people. And yeah. that's realistically probably what you're looking at. And so, you know, Jed Jerko, that to me was a, a low risk bet that hasn't panned out, and I don't think it's going to pan out. I agree. Uh, I know he's had, he's had some pretty big moments, but. Just from what he's shown so far, I think the Dodgers are probably going to be like, yeah, you know, we, it was a good, good low cost bet, and you know, it failed, and that's fine. So he's probably not going to make it, you know, especially if you say, you know, hey, Jed Jerko or Matt Beatty, you're going to say, uh, I think I want Matt Beatty's bat and versatility in there versus him. So you know, Beatty is a guy that I really hope cracks the playoff roster because he does seem to just, you know. It's obviously his first season at the big league level, but he seems to have a taste for those big moments. And if you're looking for bats off the bench, you know, that's the guy that you want. The guy that has pretty good splits versus lefties and righties, pretty even. The left-handed bat that can come off the bench and hit home runs or hit extra, hit for extra bases or pull a ball to the right side to move a runner over or lay down a bunt. You know, he's that guy to me. So for me, he's the ideal playoff bench bat. I don't know if he's necessarily a starting playoff bat, but he is certainly to me, needs a roster spot. And it'll be interesting to see how things shape up with Gavin Lux, too, because that's going to really make things interesting when you think about all the pitchers who are coming back, too, and they already have to figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really hope Matt Beatty gets the spot over Jed Jerko, but, you know, we'll see how that pans out, especially if Gavin Lux keeps smashing the ball in September. I mean, who knows? But then with Julio Arias coming back from a suspension – you know, you've got Gonsolin and May in the bullpen as well, potentially. And it's going to be the hardest roster decision going into the playoffs in this past six-year span of winning the division. So it'll be super interesting to see, but I just hope they, they make the right choices. I, I have no dog in this fight, but uh, I'm going to vote for uh, Gavin Lux because his Twitter background is uh, Barry Bonds and, and Michael Jordan, obviously probably for Barry Bonds. And uh, and then I'm gonna go with Dustin May because he looks like Sideshow Bob. That's that's where I'm yeah. going. I mean that's that's reasonable. Yeah, everybody you need some entertainment in the playoffs, right? <laughs> <laughs> I saw you uh, post on Twitter a little bit earlier that the Dodgers don't really score runs when you go to games. So I wanted to ask you <laughs> how if you are superstitious, and then skipping that because you're a baseball fan, so obviously you are superstitious, into how superstitious are you? Oh, how superstitious am I? Yes. Oh, okay, that's, that's a good question. I um, I do this thing every year where, you know, this is the first year where I started to notice that they haven't been really winning. I think they've maybe won, I think, a grand total of two games that I've actually been in attendance for, so now I'm starting to actually pay attention to it. So that's something that i got to consider for the next month. How many month games do you go to? But... I've been to like 20, 25 this year. Oh, so you've uh, like one, two. Okay. So, <laughs> I get you. I get yeah, you. not not great. Yeah. Not great odds there. I I never watched the first game of the Dodgers playoffs ever. I've never seen the wow. very first game of the Dodgers playoff series. So I've been doing that for, I don't remember how it started. I think it started with Kershaw's first game one start in the playoffs. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not watching the first game of the playoffs anymore. When my, my wife and I first started dating, like the first five years of our relationship, because my, my wife is a huge Dodger fan. So when we go to games, we um, Giants would always win. And I'm not sure exactly when it switched, but I've been trying to figure it out. I'm not sure if it's like a jersey hat combination. So I'm, I've am i been doing the whole science with it for a long time. I still haven't cracked the code yet. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, I feel like every time I figure it out, they start losing games again. So, you know, I've got to keep switching up the formula. Yeah. Like, right, I think right now... Because you're, you're also can, you know, Jack squeeze Peterson. the luck out of something, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think much. my Jock Peterson jersey, I think it's run its course. I think I'm going to retire that jersey. I just want to go out there and say that I think I have the perfect formula. So the last eight games I've been to, spanning this season and last season, the Dodgers have won. All those games, I have been wearing just my regular Dodger hat. But I think the problem has been in the World Series, I'm always wearing the hat with the World Series patch. So this year, if we make it to the World Series and for all the playoffs, I'm just going to wear my regular old Dodger hat. We're going to win the World Series. You can take that to the bank. It's going to be all because of me. I just want to throw that out there. Just yeah. as long as you, as you take response, because there's plenty of times where I'm like, hey, that one was me. I wore the wrong jersey. That's my bad, fam. So if, if you want to take it, just wear it when you fuck up. I just want to be, in, the World Series I just wanna be invited to the no. parade when we win. That's all I want. I just want to. Not too much to ask. Yeah, I, I just want to be hanging out it. right next to Clayton Kershaw and Ellen. That's all I want. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw and Ellen. Sure. El, El, you know, Ellen's got to be there. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the deal. Dodgers Nation, you're a huge part of that. How did that whole? Did you were you there when it started, or kind of just jumped on? No, so it's actually it's been around for a while now. I jumped on January last year. So uh, wait, what year is this? 2019. 2019. Yeah. Oh, okay. What years? I jumped on Nudie Magazine Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty lost in terms of the years. So the year before that, uh, January of that year, jumped on board, um, started running the writing team, and then we brought on a podcast after that. And then I eventually joined the podcast side of that. But the website itself had been around for a few years. A couple different people had run it. You know, those people have all, I think, the past like four senior editors, basically people who run the website, have gone on to get jobs with Major League Baseball or with in the industry somewhere like we have you know a guy who's a beat writer for the Braves right now we have uh, a social media we have two social media members for the Dodgers right now you know things like that so it's just been kind of a launching pad for a lot of people but uh Mm -hmm. it's been you know for the past couple years it's been mine and Clint the guy who uh hosts the other side of the podcast yeah kind of our baby so it's been great and it's been a good way to just get voices and opinions out there that people don't often get to hear because you know so often the disconnect between players and fans is kind of discouraging to a lot of fans, I think. And so if we can be like a mediator between the two, it's kind of what we're hoping to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so give a, give a chance for the fans to actually interact with players, and that's ultimately the goal. So Definitely. And you can see yeah, that too with Dodger Twitter, Giant Twitter. People like want to speak. On national TV, they can't exactly say what they want to say. Every interview is the same. You know, we'll go out there and give it right, 10%, right. you know what I'm saying? But like to actually get a good insight of what other people are thinking yeah for sure yeah players you know they have a personality underneath the uh underneath the words that they're supposed to say so it's good to get get a chance to see that regardless hopefully not for the bad but it happens yeah right and we really appreciate you coming on it's cool to have someone uh, for something that's so big for dodger fans we you know we really appreciate it for sure yeah, for sure. I appreciate you guys having me. We'll have to, we'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, well, you fucked up because you said it, so we're actually going to hold you to it. That's <laughs> nah, fine, man. I'm, I'm all about baseball. I'm all about baseball all day. <laughs> all right, man. Well, we'll be talking to you soon, and we'll uh, catch you on the Blue Heaven podcast live stream every Thursday, right? Yeah, every Thursday across Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, uh, probably forgetting one, but... Those are the main ones. I think we have a Twitch stream, but I think like five people watch from the Twitch stream. <laughs> That's pretty great because I think we have like five people listening total, and I think two of them are me <laughs> and my wife. So, 
Because if she doesn't, I'm going to be upset. You got to start somewhere, right? (laughs) That's right. There you go. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you. All right. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you soon. As we were talking a little bit with Brooke, baseball governing itself did kind of happen a bit in the A series. Stephenville hit a three-run fucking bomb off of Ryan Butcher, A's reliever. And then the next day, he comes and kind of headhunts him a bit. Now, people are saying, oh, maybe he wasn't, like, going after him. It just slipped. The catcher was calling for, like, an outside pitch, and he misses all the way close to the head. Now, fuck that. Especially in the day prior, he hits a knockout punch, a three-run bomb to make it a blowout game from a close game. Nah, fuck that shit, okay? Well, first of all, I'm not fine with, you know, someone hitting someone after they just hit a home run, okay? That's dumb. If they do an elaborate celebration, even then I'm a little like, oh, that's that's kind of much to hit someone over. Now, if you're governing yourself, your your guy gets hit and you need to protect him and you got to hit and, you know, there's there's history. It is what it is. I'm all for baseball governing itself. But if you can't hit someone in the fucking ass, don't throw at him then. Steven Vogt got up and, like, looked at him all pissed. Should have fucking rushed the mound. What, that's all I'm What kind of that. pitch was it? Was it a fastball? Yeah. Yeah, there's no way it slips in. Yeah, it's not like a little curveball, like, you know, like... Uh, well, and the other thing, too, is if you're going to throw at someone, you don't rear back and give as much velocity as you can. If you're a guy that throws 90... I don't... I, I disagree. If you're a guy that throws 95 and you're coming at someone 98 because you're just rearing back and throwing as hard as you can, that's dumb. You're going to throw your arm out. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, you know, that makes sense. Just... just th- it's not. It's not about how hard you're throwing it. It's just about sending the message. Yeah, because at the end of the day, 95 is still gonna fucking hurt, and then still get your message. It's gonna across. get your point across. Yeah. Coming up this week, the Dodgers have a seven-game road trip. They're gonna be playing the first half of the week in San Diego, the second half of the week in Arizona. I'm predicting the Dodgers do very well. As we are recording this, Dustin May is making a start. So right now we are working with a six-man rotation. So that'll be interesting coming into this seven-game stretch, seven games in a row. You know, I think the Dodgers are going to do very well. I'm hoping for at least a 5-2 and two record, win both series. You know, a sweep of both series would be nice. We just got to keep pace with the Astros and Yankees, so we just need to keep winning. I'm thinking pretty positive for this next coming week. And for the Giants' side, we playing, like we said earlier, playing the same teams right now. They're playing the Diamondbacks. It's tied 1-1 in the bottom of the fourth. Tyler B is actually looking pretty good. I believe the offense is going to pick up because they usually do score their runs a little bit later in games. So I'm very confident they can sweep this series and confident they can win three out of four from from the Padres. If they want to, I feel like they at this point they kind of have to show fans that they're that they're in this. They're starting to fall. Like they made their huge run and then they teetered a little bit. At that point, it was like, okay, they just got to win, keep on winning series and keep creeping up. We're about a month out now. Now they have to make another statement. They need to make, I mean, they don't have to go on the, the July run they did, but they do need to gain some games that they actually want to feel like they're in this. A lot of you feel the same way. My buddy Max Lopez on Instagram at max.castrolopez2101 coming to us all the way from Mexico City shares the same. Concerns as I do, asking if we think we can make the playoffs. I still think it's possible, but my hopes are getting diminished. Like I said before the A series, I was ready to come on here and season's over and and and, and pour my heart out. But you know they did sweep the A series. They're at four games back and they're falling away. There's still a little bit of hope, but they need to make a statement right the fuck now, or it's just not gonna happen. Not even just make a statement. I mean, you guys have to get lucky. You got. Five teams in front of you that need to start losing and while you guys start winning. And, and that's exactly the point. It's winning series 
back-to-back because you were also playing the Nationals and you were also playing the Cubs, and those are the series you needed to win because you would be consistently gaining. And But now they got swept by those two teams. You have to make a statement and hope those teams stay in the barely over 500, which is very possible. The teams that are above them aren't exactly the greatest, greatest of teams. The Mets can go shitty, bullpen can fuck up games, you know, shitty offense can fuck up, I and mean, then their starting rotation is great. But, I mean, they only have to beat, you know, three teams, really. I feel like the Diamondbacks, I don't even think about them. I feel like they're not even close to being in it. But, I mean... I mean, they are only half a game behind I know, you. but, like, if you look at the state of them, they're defeated. They're done, in my opinion. In my head, I'm thinking Mets, Brewers, Cubs. Those are the teams you need to... I mean, even Nationals, but one of the teams... I mean, they just need to get one of those wildcard spots. They don't have to uproot everyone, but... Three of those teams need, need to go down a little bit, and they need to make a statement. Diamondback series, you got Beatty and Shark. I was really worried about uh, Beatty, but he's looking pretty well through four. Shark has been great. Uh, what, what a fucking um, revelation. You know, I, everyone was thinking that it was just a shitty contract. In a way, people felt like it wasn't paying off this last couple years, but now he's one of the most stable uh, starters this last couple months, keeping us in it. Um, and then in Padres, we get D-Rod, see if um, him and Webb can make a, um, some bounce-back starts. And then Mad Bum, who it seems like every single time he's out there, um, Giants get a win. So thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Make sure to be following us on Twitter. That's Benches Cleared P. Um, and on Instagram, Benches Cleared Podcast. Add us your trash talk to be featured. Huge thank you to Brooke from Dodger Nation and the Blue Heaven Podcast for joining us today. We hope you guys enjoyed him. We're going to be having a guest next week as well. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it to help us grow. And this episode has been brought to you by Renovation Candle Company. Yes, the fall collection did just drop. Fall collection just dropped. Renovation Candles. If you don't buy Renovation Candles, you're a fucking bitch. That's the official slogan. Slogan Logan. Oh, that's a nice catch by Tyler Beatty. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week.